This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to the Freelance Friday Podcast. I'm your host, Latasha James. Whether you're ready to launch the side hustle you've been dreaming about, working to double your freelance income and go full-time, or just seeking inspiration from some of the smart, innovative folks I know, you're in the right place. Enjoy the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Freelance Friday podcast. I'm your host, Latasha James, or at the Latasha James, if you want to tweet or Instagram story along with the episode today. I always love hearing from you guys. And of course, for my listeners out there, this is a YouTube episode. All the episodes this season are going to be available on YouTube as well. So if you'd rather watch along, uh, go ahead and search for Latasha James on YouTube. And I'd also like to take a second to thank today's sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by Trend Micro's Home Network Security Device. As a new freelancer or any freelancer, it's very important to make sure your home office is safe and secure for yourself and for your clients. We handle a ton of sensitive data all day long and hacking is actually at an all-time high. Knowing that I'm controlling who's accessing my network is a huge value add that I can provide to my clients. This device helps me do just that. It's an easy to install home network security device that helps keep my personal information safe. It allows you to manage all of your devices from anywhere with your smartphone. It blocks malicious websites and files, protects against viruses and hackers, protects all connected devices at home, and so much more. So to learn more about the Trend Micro home network security device, just click the link down in the show notes and use code LATASHA20 for $20 off. So today I'm going to be talking about how to attract your dream clients using content marketing. Now I've talked about client acquisition before on this podcast and on my YouTube channel and in my membership group, I've talked about it quite a bit. And I've mentioned that the number one way that I find clients is through content marketing, specifically YouTube for me, but It's going to look different for everybody, but I wanted to do an episode specifically dedicated to content marketing because not only do I find the majority of my clients there, but I also find the best quality leads. The clients who come to me inbound through my content marketing channels tend to be the best fit because they've kind of already went through all of those objections in their head before they even contacted me. You know, it's not like a cold call where you have to go through all of those selling points and objections and things like that with content marketing, they already know what you're all about, or at least they kind of feel like they know you to some extent. And it's usually actually a pretty easy sell. So the first thing with content marketing, first of all, let's define it a little bit. I don't want to spend too long on this. I'm sure a lot of you know what content marketing is, but I want to keep in mind here that it can really vary. Like what you do does not have to look like this. In fact, most of you, it probably shouldn't uh, based on who your target 
audience or your, your ideal client is going to be. So there's video content marketing like YouTube, or you can also post videos other places. I think a lot of us forget about this too. You can post videos on LinkedIn. You can post videos on Facebook, um, lots of other places too, I'm sure. Blogs or written content marketing, which is actually one of the most popular types of content marketing, you know, writing blogs, writing articles, writing white papers, writing eBooks, downloads, all of that stuff is forms of content marketing. There's podcasting is a newer kind of more emerging type of content marketing. So there's a lot of different things that you can do. And here is how you decide which of those methods you actually go after. Well, first you need to determine the pros and cons of each kind of each of those different types. And align that with your strengths, with your interests, and most importantly, with your ideal clients. So I'll tell you why I chose YouTube personally as my main content marketing platform. It's because I was experienced in video. I have been editing and being in on around videos for over 10 years now. Um, actually, yeah, like 10, 11 years now I went to school for film and video. It's an area that I'm very comfortable with like I said, both being behind on in front of the camera, like kind of all over. It is also something that I already had a platform built up to some extent. When I decided to go full force with my business, I had been a beauty YouTuber at the time for a couple of years. And I had a couple thousand followers, not anything too huge, but I did have kind of an understanding of how the YouTube platform worked. And I had something of an audience. Now they didn't necessarily fully convert over. We'll talk about that later, but I did have something to work with. And then when it came to my clients, so I work with a lot of tech startups and just startups in general who tend to be very savvy. They tend to be similar to me. Like a lot of my clients actually are maybe just a few years older than me. If anything, a lot of them are kind of my same age. So I knew that their viewing habits, they weren't watching TV. Even blogs have kind of fallen off to some extent. I knew that they are often searching on YouTube when they have a question. I know I sure do. So that's kind of why I chose that. Now, YouTube also has some really great SEO benefits. That basically means that when people search for things, YouTube results will pop up and they can really help your website in the long term and your YouTube account in the long term, YouTube is owned by Google. Now that's one of the benefits of written content as well, though. SEO potential is actually way better. Even I would argue for written content specifically when it comes to driving traffic to your website. So YouTube isn't a traffic driver per se. Um, but if you have a blog, now that is a great way to attract people directly to your website, which hopefully is where they can actually contact you for services or buy something and so on and so forth. Podcasting is a little bit newer. I mean, it's not new really, but it's kind of taken off in the past few years, at least in my industry. And so it was something that I did want to pursue because I knew the kind of demographics of podcast listeners did align with my ideal clients, at least the courses and coaching type clients. And so I wanted to tap into that, but I knew it was going to be a slow crawl and it has been, but it has been beneficial. So my point with that is first you need to do market research. You need to figure out who your ideal client is. First of all, if you don't know who your ideal client is, figure that out first and foremost. And then once you know who they are, figure out what makes sense for them. What types of content are they consuming? That should give you some good ideas as to where you should start first. So example of this is if I am a, 
you know, fashion shop, I'm probably going to be on Instagram if my target demographic is maybe like that young 20 something and under like club wear type type clothes. If I'm targeting more, you know, moms, maybe in their 30s and 40s, I might be on Facebook more because looking at those platform demographics, while there is crossover for both of those platforms, I'm probably going to have a lot more success reaching my target audience you know, on those respective platforms. So do that research. People always ask me like, what does market research mean? I think this is like one of those great big questions that people talk about to sound smart, but like don't ever dive into. Honestly, it just means researching your ideal clients. So this can be done a lot of different ways. Facebook groups or LinkedIn groups or any type of group or community. One that I think is often underused is Reddit just searching like the term. So like I said, if it's fast fashion, I mean, that's typically not a term people would use to describe it. Maybe it would be like cute outfits or something. I don't know. Search on Reddit, search on, um, Instagram, use that hashtag, like think like your consumer, same thing for Facebook groups, look for like fashion Facebook groups or things of that nature and just figure out what they're talking about, what their questions are, what they're looking for, you know, what type of language they're using. Like I said, they probably wouldn't say fast fashion. So you probably shouldn't use fast fashion to describe your business. You should probably say cute outfits for going out or whatever the case may be. So that's really what market research means. Um, There's a lot of different ways that you can do it. So figure out what questions they're asking. And then next step is you want to understand your sales funnel. First of all, you want to have a sales funnel. So You know, I always say to people like getting on YouTube is not going to make you rich. YouTube does not make me rich. That is for sure. Like YouTube, the platform alone pretty much does not do a whole lot of much at all for my wallet. What does do stuff for my wallet is the fact that I have my audience. The goal is to get as many people into that funnel as possible. So my goal is to get as many subscribers, viewers on my videos really as I can within reason. Obviously I want them to still be the right people. I want them to kind of be in my target market. But then from there, I'm going to slowly move people down, down, down until eventually they become long-term paying clients. So you need to understand what that looks like for you. So let's say, I guess we're just going with this clothing business. They start a YouTube channel. They want to get as many eyes on their channel as possible. So that's, you know, you're going to a party. You want to find a boyfriend or girlfriend or partner of some sort. And so you go out, you know, you go out to a party, you're trying to meet people. So what are you going to do when you walk into the party? You're going to introduce yourself to as many people as you can, as many people who fit into whatever, whatever criteria you're putting on the nights, um, you're going to introduce yourself to as many people as you can. Then the middle of the funnel is going to be that first date or that first moment of connection. So fashion company, they're going to probably have in their description box, Hey, if you want 10% off of our merchandise, click the link in our description box. And that is going to bring you maybe to some type of email submission form, or, you know, it's going to ask you to do something, give something up in order for that discount. For me personally, in my business, it is a free, um, it's like an ebook, like a mini ebook for people who want to become social media managers. So I I'm on that sort of first date. And now the thing is we've got to win them over with our 
freebie or a discount or, you know, whatever it is that we're doing to connect with them. So what I want you guys to think about here, because I know I'm using other examples. Let me talk about from a social media manager's freelancers perspective. What I would do if I was trying to get clients is I would have this be maybe like a, um, content calendar or a template for social posts that they can post themselves or a report. Honestly, you know what? That's probably what I would do for my target clients. I would do like a report, like the state of social for tech startups and make this meaty, make this mean something, you know, don't just like throw something together, do some research, get a really good piece of content in there that people are going to want to download and they're going to find value in. I think one thing that a lot of people do, it's kind of gotten trendy to like make these opt-ins and people often now are just throwing them together because they know that's something that they need to do. And I commend at least doing it. And I'm not even saying that I'm perfect with this at all. But what what you want to keep in mind, this is your first date. So I know when I go on a first date with somebody, I am like, I have never looked so good in my life. Like I forget who I am, you know, like I do all of the skincare treatments. I, you know, I am looking amazing. I maybe pick out a new outfit use like, you know, breath mints and brush my teeth 50 times before I head out the door, right? You want to make your best impression. So you want this freebie, this opt-in, this discount, whatever it's going to be to be like really amazing and actually win people over. I think that's the trick there. Now, then they're going to be going through that funnel. So they're going to read your content. They're going to use that coupon and buy their first batch of clothing from you or, you know, whatever it is. You want them to go study with you. You want them to get to the bottom of the funnel and become a long-term paying client. And how you're going to do that is you're going to nurture them. You're going to continue to email them. If I was, like I said, a social media manager, they downloaded that tech startup report. I'm going to email them once in a while. I might even email them the next day and ask, Hey, did you have questions after reading that? Feel free to put a, uh, you know, a meeting on my calendar. If you want to talk about it, um, I might invite them to some kind of a group. If it's the clothing store, maybe they have like a fashion Facebook group where, you know, people can join and like show off their new outfits and like meet other people, you know, whatever it is, get creative here, but you got to understand the sales funnel. The next thing, step three is you want to develop content for each stage of that funnel. Again, I think this is a big missed opportunity. A lot of people do myself included sometimes as we get into like one of, one of two mindsets, we either sell, 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 sell. So it's like buy this, buy that. Here's my course. Here's this, you know, like all the time or we, um, don't sell at all. And we just give value away and give value away and give value away. And we never make any money from our content. And like I said, I've been on both sides of that. I think I tend to skew a little bit more on the second one where I give a lot away and kind of sometimes forget to like inch people down that funnel. So make little cues for yourself, you know, build out a content calendar. I like to use Airtable to plan out my content personally, but you can use a document, a piece of paper, whatever, and just make sure that you have different things. So let's say, again, I'm going to say I'm social media manager for tech startups, right? So I'm going to do one type of content that is something that a tech startup CEO or founder would be searching for. So I'm going to guess probably how to get funding for your startup would be a really good one to make, right? I'm going to research that. I'm going to make the best video that I can. Maybe I'm going to interview a couple of other startup founders or just do research based on, you know, 
information that's available on the web and create a really good video about that. And in that, I'm going to add a little call to action or a little note in there. And I'm going to say like, Hey, like, by the way, one of the ways that you can get funding for your startup is by having a well thought out brand, particularly on social media, because investors are going to like that you have a fan base already. By the way, that's what I do. You know, a little cue like that. Then I might also make something for the stage of the funnel that's further down where they already know who I am. They already know what I do. And I might be doing, you know, um, five reasons every startup needs to hire a freelance social media manager. You know what I mean? Like there's going to be that top of the funnel kind of, they're just exploring stuff for their business. And then you're going to be going to middle and bottom of the funnel where people are specifically looking for your solution. So create different content for each stage of the funnel and also just create content. Like I said, that they're going to be looking for it. You have to get out of the mindset of what do I want to watch? Because it's not about you. And I always have to remind myself that um, I'm still kind of in like a weird space personally. This is like my personal drama for two seconds. I like to make YouTube videos and I don't do YouTube correctly a lot, to be honest. And this is why I always say you guys don't do what I do. Don't just do what I do. Um, or, or what anybody does, because you don't know what's going on in other people's heads. And for me personally, I really enjoy it. So I make a lot of videos that I just like to make and that I like to look back and watch. And I'd like my friends and family to be able to watch. If I was really being strategic with my YouTube strategy, I would not be doing any of those types of videos. I wouldn't be doing any travel videos or any like anything fun or funny. I would be doing videos that talked to tech startup founders and told them why they need social media. So think about what they're looking for. Kiora, I never know how to say that. I think it's called Kiora. That's another good place to look for like questions. Look up startups, like startup founder. I don't know, I've honestly never Googled that. I probably should. Look that up, see what comes up, see what questions people are asking. If it's, um, you know, you target online business owners, look that up, look up online business owner or online business coach, whatever, and see what types of questions those people are asking. Now, I do also want to say, I know that I am totally contradicting myself right now because I just said I wouldn't make any of that fun, personal kind of content if I was doing YouTube right. I think there's a right and a wrong way to do it. And I think the other types of content that I want you to kind of mix into your calendar are discoverable content and community content. These are two different types of content you can create. So discoverable content is going to be like what I just said, how to get funding for your startup, how to build a social media presence for your makeup brand, how to take photos for uh, my indie cosmetics brand, whatever. That's stuff that people are searching for. Tools, let's say how to use Canva and your, you know, your ideal client is business coaches. All business coaches are using Canva nowadays. So if you do a tutorial on that, you're probably going to reach a lot of people in your target audience. But once you have people there, once they click subscribe, once they uh, follow on LinkedIn, because again, I want you guys to not just think YouTube necessarily either. I mean, YouTube is the biggest video platform, but you might be making videos for IGTV. You might be making videos for LinkedIn, depending on who your audience is, or you might be repurposing your YouTube videos onto those channels as well. But once they follow, once they subscribe, you want to keep them around. And you also want to like showcase a bit of your personality because especially if you are a social media manager, a marketing consultant, a coach, anything that like you're going to be kind of involved with their life for a while, 
it is also about your personality. And that's one of the things I get all the time from mentorship clients or coaching clients is they say like, I like you because you're down to earth or you, you don't feel very salesy or you're funny. I, I never understand people who think I'm funny, but thank you. Those little things that they resonate with and they identify with. So, you know, obviously keep it professional, keep it on brand. My version of community content is my week in my business series. I thought that they would be so boring because I literally sit here like five days a week and just work. But people really have liked them a lot because it shows a different side of me. You're not seeing me all made up. I have no makeup on. I'm in sweats and I'm just kind of hustling. And I think people can resonate with that and identify with that. So a cycle in between that and the more discoverable content that is, you know, more professional, more geared around a particular concept. All right, so I want to pause really quick because we're talking about video so much. And I want to read a review from my video course. So I do have a video content creation course. If that is the type of content marketing that you would like to participate in, it is a very affordable course. I wanted to make this super accessible for everybody. So you can click the link down in the description box or in the show notes if you're listening to check that out. This is a review from Charmaine. She says it was an excellent course. Latasha again provided an informative course, very straightforward advice on equipment, making it so much easier to understand. I've learned in this course about the process and structuring for making videos with a great guide on promoting videos. Thank you. Thank you so much, Charmaine, for taking the course. All right. So again, though, I want to, I want to remind you that as we're talking through this stuff, video is not the only type of content you can make. You can easily replace everything that I just said with a blog. Just keep that in mind. Or even like email newsletters or even just regular, you know, social posts. You could definitely translate a lot of that over. Now, the fourth thing I want you to do is, you know, answer those questions. I kind of talked about that before, like answer the questions that your target audience is having and remember to have an entry to your funnel within this content. You don't want to miss that opportunity of giving this awesome video about how to get funding for a startup or how to start a lash business or, you know, whatever it is, give all this good information, then be like, all right, bye guys. Have a good day. Don't do that. At the same time, you don't want to just sell, sell, sell. Um, so there is an art to this, right? But first thing you can do is make sure that you have a standard process for this. So for me, it's my description box on YouTube. It's just always there. Um, there's a way in your advanced settings to just, I think it's called upload defaults. So it's always there. And I always have my call to action with my free ebook or my free little, you know, free gift and some ways to get in touch with me as well, because I know that not everybody's going to download the ebook or even if they do, you know, if they already had the next video that they watch, maybe they're going to want to talk to me and ask me a question about it or ask me a question about the video. So be really accessible, make your social media available for them to enter kind of that way. Have your email address there. Same thing for a blog, have a button at the bottom of every single blog post where people can download um, a report, a freebie, that kind of thing. Uh, HubSpot does an amazing job with all of their opt-ins and freebies. They're so dang good. So just check out any hub, just Google like HubSpot ebook or something if you want an example of how they do this. And lastly, you know, you want to engage with them as well. So in your blog posts, ask, what do you think about this? Tell us this to get people talking and actually listen to them and actually respond to them. I, I try really hard to like remember to do this in videos as well to say, 
even sometimes just the simplest things. I remember one of my most engaged with videos in recent memory was me asking what light setting do you guys like the best? I have this like lamp over there and, um, is it even on? I just turned out it somewhere. <laughs> I thought it wasn't even on. Um, I, I, I asked like what color setting looks best to you guys. And I made it really simple. I said, choose A, B, or C. I think there were three different settings. So people could just, you know, engage in the comments. And one that helps you in terms of the algorithm, it lets YouTube or your blog, you know, Google, whatever, know that people like what you're putting out there in the world, but it also gives you the opportunity to like see their faces. Even if it's just a little YouTube icon, I can be like, okay, I see who is watching because it's such a weird phenomenon to talk all the time to 30,000 people and not know what a lot of them even look like or how old they are, or where they live. So get to know them, encourage them to follow you, check your inboxes. I'm really bad at doing this too on Instagram, you know, and actually talk to people and get to know who they are. And then the last thing is promotion, obviously. So again, the goal of a sales funnel is to get as many people into the funnel. So that's the top as possible. So, you know, go where your audience is again on social media. For me, honestly, it's a lot of LinkedIn stuff. Instagram is more of like a brand thing. So it's more just kind of communication tool and like having fun and like developing that more personal side. But when I'm really like, I am trying to look for ideal clients, I'm going to go on LinkedIn, even Twitter for me, Twitter, I get way more click throughs on my videos than on Instagram. So, you know, it's gonna be different for everybody. Just cause I said that about Twitter doesn't mean that's right for you. You gotta research your target audience. Twitter is like very startup and very tech, you know, so it makes sense. And you know, you can promote it through newsletters. You can promote it through ads. You can promote it through word of mouth. You know, telling people about your content is also very valuable as well. So those are kind of my five ways that I promote or, or that I really get my ideal clients. And, you know, again, this is something that's going to take a little bit of time as you kind of start building up that momentum and people start finding you. Hopefully the idea is they're going to see you as an expert in their industry and somebody who is able to help them, somebody who's knowledgeable, and it's going to be easy for them because you're going to make it easy for them. You're going to allow them to enter your funnel through something, some piece of content, and then you have their information, you can contact them or they can contact you. So that's how it works. If you have any questions, feel free to hit me up on Instagram or Twitter at the Latasha James, and I will see you in the next episode of the Freelance Friday podcast. Subscribe on YouTube and on podcasting platforms, like if you're on YouTube and I'll, I'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Show notes for this episode are available at latashajames.com slash podcast and contain all of the links I may have mentioned today, as well as an invitation to join my private Facebook group, the Freelance Friday Podcast Community. You can also learn about my ultra exclusive membership community, the Freelance Friday Club. Oh, and if you liked what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or throw me a testimonial over at latashajames.com slash contact. Thanks so much. We'll talk soon.